If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey everybody and welcome back. This is KT Thomas at KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your quips and tips and financial ideas that might help you make the most out of the money that you work so hard for. I've structured these talks so that we can maybe take one financial idea at a time and break it down and figure out how it might matter to you. And so I've gotten some feedback from some of the Money Matters communities. And one of the ideas that I got was this idea of throwing out a money makeover. What is a money makeover? Well, I don't know. If you've ever had a chance to sit with somebody who actually knows everything about money and looks at all of your finances and gives you ideas about how you can move forward with what you have to get to what you want. Now, we'll do pretty much anything in the money makeover, whether it's helping you figure out what you need to do to pay for college or how much to save for retirement or how to get yourself out of debt, perhaps. You know, perhaps you're bad with money and you want somebody to take a look at it. Perhaps you think you're, uh, you know, a stock picker and you're doing really great all by yourself and you want somebody to take a look at it. But if you're willing, I'm willing. So if you go to our website, ktsmoneymatters.com, and you fill out the form requesting information and you would like to be a guest on the show for Money Matters Makeover, which, by the way, you don't have to disclose who you are. We can certainly make up a name for you or whatever if you feel more comfortable with that. But the idea that people can start to see what it looks like when you take somebody's finances apart and help them figure out the best way to put it all back together. So we're throwing it out there. It'll be available uh, as long as there's interest in it, frankly. I'd, I'd be happy to do as many as one show a month about financial makeovers. If you need a financial makeover or just want a checkup to make sure that you're doing kind of all the right things, give us a give us a tag at ktsmoneymatters.com. Fill out the questionnaire and Jane, my assistant, will reach out to you and get you scheduled and see if we can help you move forward and then help train other people how to move forward by sharing what we learn from working with you. So this consultation obviously is free of charge. And uh, with the idea that you at least let me broadcast how we decided and went with it and what the solutions were. Again, also, well, obviously protecting your privacy. Okay, so enough about that. I've been thinking a lot about what my tagline will be. You know, uh, I always say it's like drive time financial tips and advice. And I've kind of come to the idea that people work really, really hard for their money. And I want to make sure that they get the most out of the money. I want the money to work hard for them too, not just the other way around. Every once in a while, I get into a room and I learn something new about a financial product or change in the tax law that I think is meaningful to people. So happened for me this week. I was in New York at the Investment Manager Analyst Conference, and I learned a little bit about ABLE accounts. What is an ABLE account, you ask? We're going to talk more about that right after this break. 
Your host, Katie Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. I've heard some really interesting statistics this week about the number of children with autism and the number of planning, the percentage of planning really needed for people with special needs. Today, with a growing number of children that may be living at home with their parents forever, there are a few options for how you think about handling this once your children are adults. Typically, what we used to talk to people about all the time was this idea of either A, a special needs trust, or B, a special pooled income trust, which were both meant to be trusts that allowed your child to have assets that weren't countable against government benefits. Things like um, SSI, which is Social Security income, which is a small amount of money every month, uh, but more importantly, medical benefits and then some uh, home benefits and education benefits and things that are available to disabled people in America, who, by the way, qualified as, quote, needy. In 2014, there was a tax law proposed adding a separate kind of an account, because frankly, if you've ever tried to get trust work done, I can hear people, the collective rolling of their eyes right now, it's a real process. And and a lot of times people don't have enough money that they're going to put in a special needs trust to make it really worth their while. Um, because they don't have that kind of wealth. They don't think about themselves as super wealthy and they have all this money to put into that kind of a trust. Maybe they have other kids and they're still working and they're still saving money, but they know they have some money for this child that's at need. They know they need to put some money away or they know that other people would want to help, but there's really no mechanism to do this. So in Usher's, the change in the law in 2014, which is enacted in 2015, which is the ABLE Account Act. And what that really is, is it's an act that was signed to allow for small accounts, very similar to how you think about 529 plans, to be available for um, people with disabilities that, that incurred those disabilities before the age of 26, and as a result, have a long-term reduction in their ability to earn money uh, in the future. This allows, you know, everybody knows that somebody with disabilities spends a lot more money just doing the basics than somebody without because there are so many other things they need to pay for and resources that they need to have. And so the idea that you could establish some money that would grow on a tax favored basis for your child or say your niece or your nephew or somebody, you know, that you really were close to and cared about that you could establish an account that didn't have a lot of excess costs to get done like a trust, you know, which can cost, you know, $1,000 to $2,000, maybe even more to have an attorney draw one up. An ABLE account like a 529 plan has, you know, a small barrier for entry. You can put as much as $14,000 a year into this type of an account. You can also establish this account if, you're, if you are the parent of a child with disabilities. And you can see that the long-term forecast means that they'll probably always need some kind of financial help. 
One of the things I really like about it is that anybody can put money in one, but you can only put in as much as $14,000 a year. You don't have to put in $14,000 a year, but that's the most you can put in. This is really meant to be kind of a place for, you know, hardworking people without a tremendous amount of resources that want to be able to put some money away for this child while this child's still a child and then into adulthood. Now, why does this matter? Anybody that has ever tried to get aid for a disabled person knows that basically the federal government, in order to step in and provide aid, would really like you to be pretty much broke. And by broke, I mean $2,000 or less in your name. So this is kind of broke by anybody's standards broke. You could use money in an ABLE account to supplement expenses needed for that person's aid pretty much without restriction and still have it not compromise the amount of money that they're able to get, which for the most part is the health benefits, which are really important, um, as long as the ABLE account is under $100,000. So there are the barriers. You could put $14,000 in a year. It could be worth up to $100,000. Once it's worth up to $100,000, or let me say once it's worth more than $100,000, the federal government requires you to use that money to pay it down and stop sending that like, I don't know, whatever it is, $761 a month, which is the disability income. And so then that allows you to have a chunk of money that could be a fairly substantial chunk of money available without having to go through the entire component of getting a special needs trust. Now, with that said, there are some benefits to having a special needs trust. One of the trade-offs of the ABLE account is that money is for that disabled person. And at the end of that disabled person's life, Medicaid, if they have been paying healthcare, can come back and look for some payment of that money from whatever is left behind in the ABLE account. Now, with that said, it can't come back and look for money that used to be in the ABLE account. It's really that whatever is left in the ABLE account at the end of the beneficiary's life could ultimately go back to Medicaid to, to offset healthcare expenses. Um, but frankly, that rule hasn't really been tested yet, but that is how it's written different in a special needs trust. So a special needs trust can avoid that Medicaid drawback after the person who it was established for is deceased. So if we're thinking about lots of money that you know may, may carry somebody their entire life and we want to have something that's more boots and suspenders, if you will, and more available for the heirs of the heir or the heirs, brothers or sisters when they're done with it, then we probably want to go the route of a special needs trust. And by the way, you could have both. So you could start out with something like an ABLE account and then add a special needs trust as you start to accumulate more money that you'll be able to use in that area or the other way around. It's all up to you. All parents know that if you have a child with a disability, it is tricky and it's expensive. It's really important to be able to understand that there are great tools available to help you do this. So I basically went Googling after I got back from this presentation and I looked at different websites and different information that was out there. And so I found quite a bit of information on the Autism Speaks site. And I found quite a bit of information on the National Disabilities site. So lots of information as well as helpful videos on www.ableenrc.org.
if you have a child with a disability or you have somebody in your family with a disability that you're trying to aid financially, it can be really great to take a look at the ABLE account as a gateway to get into the idea of sheltering some assets for that person later when maybe you're not available to help out financially directly. They had a lot of videos on the site that talked about things like, you know, allowing other people that love this person to contribute as well. And so there are a lot of good ideas. But what I would say to you is that if you have a child with disabilities and you think those disabilities are going to be meaningful throughout their life and limit their ability to drive the kind of revenue that you think they might need to live the rest of their lives, you want to look at this planning earlier. This is a great way to get started without making the big commitments. And then later on, if you need to add the next layer of planning, then you can see an attorney and look at a special needs trust. I'll make sure that we have both the links in the show notes for the Autism Speaks, as well as ableenrc.org so that you can grab it right there if you'd like. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like answered on the show, please feel free to leave me a message on kt'smoneymatters.com and I'll be happy to address it in a future issue. In the meantime, you work hard for your money, so make sure that your money is working hard for you. Until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.